0: And welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Craig Moorhead, and I am joined, as always, and for the first time, and possibly the last time, by my cohort and co-pilot,
1: Sean Terrified Harwell. Is there a reason why this might be my last time?
0: Oh, no. Don't don't disregard that.
1: Because we're talking about vampires Eh, in this episode. I'm a little, now I'm a little concerned.
0: No, 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 no. Don't be silly.
1: Okay, well, if you said don't be silly, then I won't be silly. All right, it's all good. <laughs> Craig, how are you?
0: I'm doing all right, Sean. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm super excited because uh, we're talking more 1985 today. and We're going to tee up two movies that I am genuinely ecstatic to see again because it's been quite a long time for me with these two movies, and we're switching genres. We're going to dip our toes into the horror comedy world of Fright Night and Once Bidden. ¶¶ How long has it been since you've seen either one of these, Greg?
0: It hasn't been very long since I saw Fright Night because I, I watched that with my wife, showed it to her, I think, for the first time. Oh, cool. Maybe last year or two years ago. So not too long. But Once Bitten, I haven't seen since I was a kid. And I remember even then it was sort of a crazy find because I didn't know it even even existed. What about you, Sean?
1: It's been decades, probably.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Too
1: many decades. Probably even possibly since the 80s. I don't know. Maybe not with Fright Night, but definitely once bitten. I think it's going to be fun to get back into these two. And I'm going to be really optimistic and say that both of them are going to hold up in their own unique way and be quite enjoyable to watch. I'm saying that right now. You
0: you might just be right. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll go along with you.
1: I think that would kind of be the trend, man, because so far I feel like we're doing pretty well here. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you definitely got to check that out. It's a long one, but it's it's worth the journey. We go really deep into uh, Schwarzenegger land with Commando and then back again in Chuck Norrisville with Invasion USA. Both of those are pretty easy to find, and I think that episode's a lot of fun, Craig. Oh, yeah. And you know where to find us on the web at this point. Basically, just look for neverheardpodcast.com, and that'll take you everywhere else you need to go. Hmm. So, what do you say we start with Mr. Jim Carrey and go Once Bitten?
0: Let's bite it. Uh, that's uh, that's very nice. Did you uh, did they do that over at the um, uh, the shopping mall? This
1: movie, Once Bitten, was directed by Howard Storm, which I like that name. I think that's a fun one to say, Howard Storm. Yeah. He is a very notable TV director. Did a bunch of work in Mindy. Everybody loves Raymond, head of the class, Laverne and Shirley. Really nice looking resume. As a TV director, not a ton of movies. Interesting little note about this guy, Craig. He played himself, apparently, in the movie Broadway Danny Rose by none other than Woody Allen. So now I kind of want to go see that and figure out what yeah. the hell that was about. Uh, story by Dimitri Villard, who mostly a producer. Flight of the Navigator, another big 80s movie there written by David Hines and Jeffrey House, uh, who were a team, it appears, and not a ton of credits, but then there was a draft done, or at least a polish, by Jonathan Roberts, who was noted for writing The Lion King and James and the Giant Peach, a couple other Disney things, and also The Sure Thing from 1985, which we may check out. On the acting side, you got Lauren Hutton from American Gigolo. Jim Carrey, of course, I think prior to this, had been in a couple movies, but not as a lead. This was his first leading role on film he was on a show called the duck factory for one season on nbc which god do you know anything about that show
0: i don't remember that at all
1: i don't either but it's a he plays an animator and i'm like really kind of interested in in checking it out i think he animates like a duck cartoon of some kind uh it looks like it was only air for that one year but yeah he was in the lead in that and then obviously peggy sue got married if you've seen the coppola flick pretty prominent role in that uh after once bitten also have Karen Copkins, who I think she was a, uh, one of the leads on the TV series Dallas. And then Clavon Littleman, Blazing Saddles yeah. himself. Love that guy. Excited to see him in this. I, I didn't remember or realize that he was uh, in this in a major role. Uh, okay. Also, Thomas Bellatore, uh Jeb Stuart Adams, who interestingly is credited as one of, the, uh, one of Troy's friends in Goonies. Troy that guy remember huh. him uh um, well,
0: maybe one of the guys standing around the well
1: yeah he's Troy's friend number one that's his official um, he's also in a role yeah yeah not the best one but he he was also in flowers in the attic and then there's a tiny role and she's even in the trailer uh by Megan Mullally from will and grace so how about that
0: I did not realize that.
1: Yeah, neither did I. Um, music by John Duprez, who did Fish Called Wanda. Cinematography by Adam Greenberg. And really, I mean, amazing resume this guy has. Terminator, Terminator 2, Ghost, Rush Hour. Uh, and in 85, he also did Private Resort, which I'm really hoping we're going to check that one out. That looks like a lot of fun and also terrible. And uh, a movie <laughs> called War and Love, which I don't remember. I know it's on the list, but I don't remember that one. Uh, and then it was edited by Mark Grossman, who did Wild Orchid, and also Tough Turf from 1985, the James Spader Tough movie, turf. which I'm also hoping we'll get to. So yeah, Once Bitten came out, uh, interestingly, Craig, mm-hmm. okay, so you got a horror movie, when do you, when do you think you'd put this movie out?
0: Well, generally, I would put it out uh, around Halloween.
1: Okay, well, what about, let's say, like two weeks after Halloween, how'd that sit with you?
0: I'd rather not, but okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it came out November 15th. Uh, it was budgeted at $3.2 million. It grossed about $10 million. So that was good for uh, 84th on the list in 85. Uh, not a ton of critic love. Janet Maslin, however, said it uh, has a lot more stylishness than wit. So that's kind of like a backhanded compliment, I guess. Sounds like it. Interesting kind of like funny afterwards story. By the time the movie was out, apparently the writer, Jeffrey House, he supposedly has blown through his initial earnings and had to take a job working in a video store. And then apparently one day after the movie was released on video, a customer came in bringing it back and said, whoever wrote this should not be working in Hollywood. So he was able to say, well, you got your wish, buddy. (laughs) That story reeks of not being true, but I really hope it is. It's on IMDb there, that story. And it looks like Jeffrey House is actually the biggest source of info that I've found. I think he has a blog up, and a lot of this is coming from that. But he also claims that uh, Michael J. Fox was his original choice to star in this movie, and he campaigned for it, uh, for him to do so, but didn't happen. He says that uh, one of the producers, which is Samuel Goldwyn Jr., uh, was convinced that Fox could not carry a big-budget movie. And obviously, that was a premonition that came true. Yeah. And, uh, but Howe says in an article that's from mentalfloss.com that it took like just basically one scene for him to realize that Jim Carrey was great. Said that they had written a bunch of sleazy bar sight gags. But all of that got cut and basically, you know, like Jim Carrey just had to walk across the location, the set, and look scared. And somehow that made everybody crack up. So obviously he was a fan of the choice afterwards. Yeah. Uh, The vampirus of this movie is uh, played by Lauren Hutton, of course. But apparently they actually were thinking of Elvira originally, which makes a ton of sense, you know. Sure, sure. Kathleen Turner was apparently uh, rumored to be on the list as well. And this is kind of funny, too, um, because I was thinking when I watched the trailer that they play a song in the trailer called Once Bitten, which I'm sure is in the movie. It's mm-hmm. got to be. And it's just like that's such an 80s thing, right, to have the title of the totally. movie in the song. Uh, another 80s thing is they said that the studio, or James House, sorry, um, wanted to make the film more commercial. So that obviously means you got to put in a montage, right? So mm-hmm. th- there's a montage in it <laughs> that he said... Um, uh, this film has a terrible one, and one thing they added, and we'll get to this when we obviously watch the movie and said, and don't ask me why, was the image of a supermodel walking a lion down Rodeo Drive. Uh, screenwriters that <laughs> claim they had nothing to do with that image. That does feel like a very like producerial note, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The movie got criticized a little bit in the 1989 edition of the Celluloid Closet, which is a pretty notable film reference book about. I think, gay and lesbian characters in movies and just the um, stereotypes that were portrayed. Um, In particular, because of the Clavon Little Butler character and, I think, a shower scene. So we're not going to spoil everything, but this Jeffrey House guy, the screenwriter, took a lot of heat from this mention in the book Mm -hmm. and claims that he had nothing to do with it, that that was actually a creation of Jonathan Roberts, the guy that wrote Lion King, who did a pass on it. So... I don't know, maybe this guy's have to fight it out. We'll see. Uh and then lastly, uh the movie was retitled in a couple of different countries and I thought some of these were kinda of funny. The translations are in France, seduction has teeth. <laughs> also it's got France twice. I don't know if there's uh, I don't know why that would be the case, maybe for video. Uh Vampires Forever, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> Uh, Brazil, Virgin Boy Wanted, which uh, plays a little bit into the synopsis. And uh, Argentina, I Love a Vampire, which seems kind of lame. Hungary, just one bite, so they're getting close. And then Poland, this is the most interesting one. Poland here uh, apparently called it Kiss Princess. Kiss Princess. Poland,
0: both both with its titles and its posters, are (laughs) pretty amazing yeah you gotta yeah, you should definitely search out Poland movie posters because man, some of them are amazing.:
1: Well, I will see anyway. if I can find one for Kiss Princess and we'll we'll put that up.
0: <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will frame it and put it on my wall
1: uh, but that's one bitten man. Um, so I will point to the microphone at you and would love to hear what you you dug up on on fright night: You have to have faith for that to work Mr.
0: Vincent. So Fright Night is a movie. It is. A filmed entertainment uh, that also deals with vampires. It has a fantastic poster, and I'm not sure who drew it, but it's great. It's the best. But now let's get into things I actually do know about. So Fright Night uh, 1985, of course, it was released on August 2nd. 1985, so it was kind of in the summer.
1: That's good, though. You're getting uh, back to school, and you know you're right there in front of yeah. fall and Halloween, so it's not, not
0: too well, bad. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, both of these are to some degree horror comedies, mm-hmm. and I think Fright Night tends more toward actual horror, and Once Bitten tends more toward comedy. Like for sure, Once Bitten is sort of making fun of vampires, and Fright Night is just sort of horrifying uh, comedy. I don't know. So directed by Tom Holland, who, uh, among other things, directed a, a episode of Amazing Stories, a bunch of stuff of uh, Tales from the Crypt. Movie wise, he uh, directed, wrote, and directed Child's Play. Nice. He gave us Chucky. Yeah. yeah. But he also wrote uh, Psycho 2 and uh, Cloak and Dagger. Wow. If you're fans of either one, that's kind of a big deal. I think I think both of those are pretty pretty neat. Movies and I'm yeah. watching both of those as a kid and being disturbed by both of them very much. Uh, Explains, a lot. Explains a lot. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. So Tom Holland directed the, uh, wrote and directed this. Uh, he had obviously been very successful with the stuff he wrote, and, and Columbia decided they'd give him a shot and they just gave him a little bit of money. Didn't expect much, and it became, uh, well, what? It grossed uh, $24 million? Nice. I think wow. the budget was around two million or something. Solid uh, or return. no, seven million. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's definitely a movie that's all shot on a back lot, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But man, they they sure make the most of it. There's no doubt about that. And we've got so many great people in this. You've got Chris Sarandon, who maybe I don't know all the millennials listening only know him maybe as the voice of Jack Skellington if their parents still have <laughs> that VHS laying around. Oh, yeah. uh, Chris Sarandon, uh, William Ragsdale, uh, plays Charlie Brewster, the main uh, character. Roddy McDowell plays Peter Vincent, uh, who is a horror TV host back when they used to have horror hosts on TV, yeah. um, who uh, Charlie Brewster asked to help him uh, kill the vampires next door, essentially. Amanda Bierce, who is a uh, next-door neighbor from uh, Married with Children, Plays no kidding. Charlie Brewster's girlfriend. Yeah, it's it's so startling. Like I don't like think of her as anything but Marcy, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, okay. I didn't realize that. Gosh, that has been Yeah. A while. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that. I'm so more excited. Um now.
0: yeah, and she is great. And and uh and Stephen Jeffries, who if you don't recognize the name, as soon as you see him or hear his voice, you'll remember this guy from something that you saw in the eighties. He plays Charlie Brewster's friend. He is there is no one like him at all. That's all I can say, really, about it. There's no other way to really describe his wow. vibe. But he is... He plays <laughs> Evil Ed in this movie. And he's a big part of what makes Fright Night, Fright Night. As nice. you'll see, eventually. But... So, yeah. So, they made the movie... It, it became a big hit um, during the movie. So there's, here's a few things to look out for. Anytime someone's wearing... Uh, contact lenses they are in extreme discomfort yes because these were not state-of-the-art things they were sort of thrown together apparently <laughs> they weren't by the makeup wrong. department and then and then buffed smooth they're just like hard oh pieces God, of plastic yeah but there's a bit where amanda Bears has to wear them in a scene and she she was so uncomfortable she was trying to get through it but she couldn't do it and then they realized they had not buffed down the glitter that they put on the oh, thing, gosh. so she just basically just put glitter in her eyeballs. Oh, um,
1: I'm crying right now. Uh,
0: oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. And then uh, and, uh, uh, William Ragsdale, at some point during filming, broke his ankle running down some stairs. So for many scenes in the movie, he's got a cast on that they're just trying to sell as his pants leg and shoe. And as someone who's seen Fright Night a number of times, I never noticed anything was off. Ooh, okay. This so we guy's. have a
1: mission this time yeah. watching it. See like he's we wearing a cast. full cast. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I've never, never noticed it. Another interesting thing to, to throw out here, our editor, Kent uh, Beta, I believe is his name, B-E-Y-D-A. <laughs> okay. Kent Beta got his start editing. He, he edited the, the comedy horror Saturday Saturday the 14th. I remember that, and apparently from that, he edited "Get Crazy" in 1983. Okay, yeah, yeah, wow. He went from get he went he went from Get Crazy to Spinal Tap. Jesus, and then Fright Night was his his fourth movie.
1: That's a pretty impressive uh, trio right there. And I, I mean, I haven't seen Saturday the 14th and Forever, but I distinctly remember that VHS movie uh, well, yeah. box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know we, I rented it. It's probably terrible, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, yes yeah yes and 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 no i don't i don't know what we'll the i I, I i i remember there being a lot of of play on uh on heavy breathing like a heavy breathing yeah. phone call or something But i don't know for some reason i think of it as being weird enough to never kind of go out of style okay. not necessarily hilarious but definitely weird enough that it kind of wouldn't feel old
1: hmm we'll look into it something like that
0: that's all I'm going to throw at you right now okay. before we actually get into the movie and have more to talk about. But I feel like I feel like you you know you've got some good good reasons to be watching this.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited. I think that's uh that's certainly enough to tee people up here. Both of these yeah. movies are streaming on Hulu right now. I'm sure you can find them elsewhere on disc. I know Once bitten was put out on Blu-ray in 2015, I read, so that's floating around out there. And yes, we'd love to have you check them out and uh, chime in after after we talk about these things, Absolutely. or before you can chime in before it's cool too.
0: Yeah, during, just shout it out.
1: Hey Craig, I want to say one thing that I, I think I've yes. always wanted to say my entire life. Before we leave, oh please do. Uh, thank you, Tokyo.
0: Yeah. Right. Doesn't that
1: feel nice to say? I apparently some yes. people, some of you are in Tokyo and you are listening to this show in, in bigger numbers than either one of us expected or realized <laughs> until like five days ago. So thank you from America.
0: Yeah. Let us hey Tokyo. Let us know how we can better serve you. Yes. Unless uh, you're just hackers who are sort of routing your 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 hacking through Tokyo or something. I don't really know how the internet works.
1: But if you're legitimately
0: listening in Tokyo, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. I think you'd have to go into the Matrix to do that kind of thing, so.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Bye.